Oh, I am dying to hear this Facebook Marketplace story that you have. Oh my god, it's going to be a blast. I mean, should we should we just? I, I'm so dying to hear this. I kind of want to just start with it. <laughs> yeah, we can start with it. First of all, happy birthday. Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. How was your How was your special day? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, it was It was fine. I didn't do anything really special. No. It, well, you get any donuts or something? Uh, I, I well, I was like, you know, I'm feeling Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. which I don't get often because it's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, we both know. Yeah, the Chick Fil A near both of us is just like so disorganized. But they had like a like a happy birthday coupon for me mm. that was like free twelve count, and I was like, well, twelve a twelve count nuggets for, that. for free. I'll take that. Yeah, so, that's good stuff. That was my. That was my big day, and maybe I can, maybe I can tell myself that uh, when I bought that Neon Genesis Evangelion Ultimate Collection, maybe I'll tell myself that was like a birthday gift to myself. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> Got to treat yourself to something nice. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. Welcome to the show. I've got a story. Yes, I'm going to hear this because. Uh, you text me about this. You called me about this. You, you like you got to hear this story, and I was like, "Give it to me." And you're like, "No, no, no. It's it's got to wait. We we got to get it this on the wait. air." <laughs> yeah. No. I, the thing is, I feel like the nuts and bolts and the what this story is about is really not that interesting. But something about the way it happened and how crazy it was, I thought was crazy, and I was losing my mind as it was happening. So you, you'll at the end of this, you'll have to tell me if it's interesting or not. Oh, I can't wait. So I moved to this new apartment. The one big thing that I was prioritizing for furniture was I really want to get a desk. That was top of my to-do list. I got to buy a desk because I'm going to turn my second bedroom into an office and I'll work in there because I'm tired of working at the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, God, where the hell, where the hell do I buy a desk? I don't want to, I don't want to have to go somewhere and then buy a desk and bring it home in my car is it going to fit in my car like the idea of buying a brand new desk from a store sounded terrible to me so i just never really explored that option and i went straight to facebook marketplace i was like this will be this will be easier i can probably find something for cheaper than i would buy at a store and it would probably just be easier to go drive to someone's place pick it up and drive it back so i was like all right i'll do this i'll i'll go the facebook marketplace route Interesting. Okay. So I found I found a few uh, people selling desks, and I wanted a very particular kind of desk. I wanted an L-shaped desk. So I found a few people that were selling L-shaped desks, and I start messaging them on Facebook, and one of them looks way nicer than the others. It's only 150 bucks, Pretty good deal for a desk, I think. And so I decided to go through with it. So I'm talking to this guy. He said, all right, I'll come by tomorrow and pick it up from you. 150 bucks. I'll Venmo you. So he sends me a, a manual as well. He's like, here, here's the manual I used to, to put it together. It's just a PDF file a manual. And I'm like, oh, perfect. That's really convenient. Thank you. And so I go by the desk from him. He's disassembled it completely because he has to bring it downstairs. So not what I wanted. I was hoping to already have it assembled because that'd be really convenient. But... It was easier right. to transport in my car that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So 
So he hands, hands me all the parts. He hands me a bag of screws and I start putting it together or, and I drive home that night. I start putting it together. I get halfway through assembling this thing and I realize I'm running out of screws here. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going through, I'm going back through the manual in the very first step it calls for this one screw to be used. And I was like, well, I don't think I see this screw, but this screw looks similar to that screw, so I guess I'll use this one. And so when I get halfway through and realize I'm running out of screws, I'm like, okay, this must be human error. I must, I must have made a mistake. I must have used the wrong screw at the wrong time or in the wrong place or something, and this is why I'm running out of screws. So I go through, and I end up having to completely disassemble the desk that I had assembled halfway and I'm looking at the screws that I have and I put them all in a pile and I count all the screws in the manual required to put this thing together. And I was like, yeah, I definitely do not have enough screws. There are not enough screws here for me to build this desk. Oh no. So I messaged the guy on Facebook and my, my knee jerk reaction, which I think probably be most knee jerk reactions of people is like, it's, hey, this guy screwed me over. This guy scammed me. I think that's when you buy something off Facebook or Craigslist, I feel like that's the, that's the biggest fear people have, that they're going to get scammed somehow. Right. And so I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, what a weird scam would that be, though? What, what kind of a scheme is that? I'm going to sell this guy a desk, and I'm going to throw away 30% of the screw so he'll never be able to put it together <laughs> and then walk away with 150 bucks. Right. I'm like that's that's just too weird of a scheme. Who would do that? That doesn't sound like the solution here. Oh, and by the by the way, I, I asked him for where he bought the desk from. It was like two hundred and thirty dollars to buy new, so I ended up saving like eighty bucks on it, getting nice. it for one fifty. So pretty good deal in the end. But I, I message him and I say, hey, I don't have enough screws here. I, I send him screenshots of the manual. I'm completely missing these screws and I'm short a few of these screws and I'm circling them in the manual. Do you have any idea what could have happened or if I made a mistake or something? He goes, no, I don't think so. I don't think uh, I threw any away or missed any. I asked him like, could you look around, see if there's any just lying on the floor? And he's like, yeah, there aren't any hanging around. I definitely gave you all of them. He's, he's like, I, I, I disassembled it myself like the night before and put all the screws in the bag. So they're all there. You have them all. Everything that was a part of this assembled desk. And I believe him and I'm like, okay, this is really weird. And I'm like double double checking the manual and trying to figure out what, what the hell happened here. But I'm short screws at the end of the day. So what the hell do I do? Right, because this guy's basically claiming that like, these were all the screws that he used to put to put the mm-hmm. desk together. The, the yeah. desk was assembled using yep. just the materials that he gave you. And you're looking at it going, I don't see how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do, what do you have a guess as to what might have happened at this point? I mean, I I would guess he either is mistaken or you know and lost some of them or maybe they just got lost in transport. I don't know. So I I looked in my car and everything and they weren't lost in transport and what I what I think happened is I think he might not have put the desk together to begin with but whenever whenever it was assembled I think the person 
must have misplaced some screws or did not use the complete set and found a way to assemble the desk where using the screws that he gave me, where it was 80 to 90% as functional as it would be if you put it together completely. <laughs> like maybe, maybe some of the, the ends or parts of the table are a little bit wobbly and a little bit shaky, but it still holds up as a usable desk and there's no problem. Like you can, you could probably skip a few screws on any given piece of furniture and it'll mostly be okay. I don't, I don't think right. you need a hundred percent of screws for it to be functional. I so see what you're saying. My, my guess is that they put it together wrong the first time, but wrong in a way where it still held up and just might have been a little bit shaky or wobbly. <laughs> and he right. he disassembles it, puts them all in a bag, and hands it to me. And me putting this together for the first time, not knowing how they incorrectly assembled it, but to make it usable the first time, I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? I, I, I don't know which, which screws to skip to maybe get this to be functional. How, how, how would anyone figure that out? So now I'm in a situation where I have to go to Lowe's and right. bring all the screws that I have and have someone help me and be like, please find me screws that are basically identical to these that I can use to put this desk together because I don't know any other way that I could do it. Oh, my God. So were you able to get... The, from from Lowe's, were you able to get to? No, I haven't. I haven't been able to get to Lowe's yet. No. <laughs> so I, I I had ten pieces of desk disassembled in my office right now, just basically unusable because they're all over the floor. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at. So I I just have to hope and pray that I am able to find the screws to make this work. Because if not, I just wasted 150 bucks on a desk that I'll never be able to put together. I'm I'm pretty optimistic that I'll be able to figure this out and right. put it together but it's just wildly inconvenient and it got it got to the point where I, I the reason i asked him where did you buy this from in the first place is i i i wanted to get on the phone with the manufacturer of the desk and say hey is there any way you can just send me the screws for this set right can you just uh, can i just buy that for like 20 bucks and have you mail it to me and it, it, the, the company is wayfair and so I get on the phone with Wayfair and I'm like, hey, I'm calling about this product. And I, I just made up a story. I said, I had, I had to disassemble and put it back together. And when I was moving places and in the process, I lost a few of the screws. Is it possible for you to send me some of them, send, send the ones that I'm missing or just send me a set? And he's just like blown away. He's like, no, no, I've, ne- I've never heard of this. It, it is it, it is impossible for us to send you these screws. There is no way we can do this. And I, I just like, I was silent for like five seconds because I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Like, how is, you have, you have the desk. He, he said, he said, the best we can do is just send you, is for you to just buy the desk again, basically, and do it that way. And I'm just like, well, you've got the, so you, so you do agree that you have the desk. <laughs> but it's impossible for you to take the set of screws and parts that come with it and just send me those. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. I can't do that. I'm like, okay, thank you. You've been very helpful. And <laughs> not. Yeah. And so now, now I'm in this situation. That is very strange. Cause yeah, it's weird that they don't have like a system for that. You would think this happens at least once in a while. 
Right. People make a mistake or lose something or even, you know, out of the box, the manufacturer made a mistake and didn't include enough, you know, whatever. You would think something like that happens. The fact that the guys like never even heard of this problem, it almost makes it more bizarre. I know. It was it was a really weird phone conversation. Wow. Wow. Okay, so are you going to try to incorrectly assemble the desk? No. No. <laughs> no. I, I think I could, but I just don't even want to risk it. Right. Just cuz what what if I put the what if I put a screw in the wrong place and then it just completely falls apart while I'm using it or something. <laughs> something crazy like that. Right, but right. You, you the, think you've put it together and then you put the computer on top of it and it all falls apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the parts list has names for the screws. And I was actually That's able good. to I was actually able to Google some of the names and it, and it, and it comes up. There's a result and that I, right. I can buy them at Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever. So so that's promising, but it is I'm like is it going to be a 100% match like with length, diameter, width, everything? Like we'll we'll see. It I have the idea of what I need to buy at least. I don't know if it'll be exactly the same screw, but if it gets the job done, that's all that matters. Jeez. This is th- See, this is what you get for trying to save money. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like I, I'm that's what I was thinking. I was like, last time I buy something on Facebook Marketplace, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it's you know what they said, but nothing is really free. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna save money, but then you're gonna spend your more more of your time trying to track this shit down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not gonna sit I here. Mean, think about what you're doing. You're googling screws. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like, oh yeah. I'd be- it's worth it to save the 80 bucks to be this inconvenience. Like, no, I would, I would rather spent the money and had a seamless assembly process, but this is where I am. You would have the desk set up by now. I'd be, I'd be sitting at a desk right now while we record this. Right. (laughs) But I'm at my kitchen table again. (laughs) That's amazing. That's, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's, it's fine, but it's, it's just so weird. I, I, I was, I was just floored talking to the guy on Facebook and he's like, no, never seen that screw before. I'm like, what are you talking about? How did you put this together in the first place? I know. Wouldn't you love to know? Wouldn't you love to ask I, that question? I know. Seriously. I, I, if I was more courageous, I would have said, hey, why don't you come over and if you can put this desk together, then I'll, I'll keep it. But if not, you owe me 150 bucks back. Because <laughs> I don't think a reasonable person can look at this manual and be like, oh, yeah, this is easy. You just this, this, and this. Just skip these 10 screws and you'll be fine. Right. I, I have a hard time believing he put it together in the first place. But you think, you think someone else put it together and he, he just got it from that person or he was just the one in charge of selling it or something. Yeah, probably. That's my guess. Yeah. So was that interesting? Yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's a ridiculous thing to happen. Every step, every part of that's ridiculous. I here's, know it's so crazy. Here, here's my question for you, um, mm. sort of unrelated, sort of related. You said you specifically want an L-shaped desk. What's that about? So the desk that I actually bought is really nice, where you can you can assemble it to be just a very straight, long desk or L-shaped, mm. but. The reason I sort of wanted an L shape is because I wanted to wanted to sort of have two sides where like one side of the desk is for for work 
my my work laptop and everything and my work monitors and then the other side for like my, my personal pc my mm-hmm. my laptop just just a separation of space i guess mm-hmm. that i'm not using the exact same space for both activities just I, I turn my chair 90 degrees right no that makes sense so you'll have two computers on one desk yeah yeah exactly because I, I just didn't think i didn't think two computers on one very long desk would look as nice Look like I'm in the library or something. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, no, I think you made the right call there. Yeah. No, I like I like having an L-shaped desk too. I I used to have one at work, and then we moved. I don't have one anymore, and I I, I yeah, I do. I like the L-shape better. So, we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll give an update on this. I'll let you know how the how the screws oh, go. Please, I would love to know. <laughs> so, what are we talking about tonight? This is uh, this I is your know. week. It's your turn, is right? My, it's my week. Is it your turn to pick a topic, or is it my turn to pick a topic? We take turns. I had I had an idea for something. Please, and because this is something that you and I both seem to take interest in, or at least care mm-hmm. about. Yeah, uh, and I thought maybe it could be an interesting discussion, which is um, password managers and password hygiene. <laughs> okay. Do you think this is interesting? Is this a topic? Yeah, I, I don't think it's the main topic, but how is this not a main topic? I mean, I guess I have no idea what you're about to say, but but now now I'm intrigued. Now I want to talk about it. I was, I was well, like, what 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 could we say? There's, this is a five ten minute topic. Apparently not. Well, the reason the reason I'm thinking about this is because I recently learned how to crack passwords, and it really I thought was really um, it. I don't know. It, I feel like it really opened my eyes about how this actually works. It was one of those things that like I always knew intellectually was a thing that can happen. But actually learning how to do it myself, um, that was like, wow, this I, I'm I it was I mean, because I, I was cracking passwords that I was like, I'm not even sure how that happened. That's amazing to me. And it kind of made me question like, okay, maybe I maybe I need to rethink. Then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I, I no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I have been for several years. But can um, I ask why you were practicing cracking passwords, or are you on some sort of espionage mission right now? <laughs> no, I, I I watched a couple of YouTube videos about it, and I'll put them in notes because they were really interesting. Um, but after after watching someone like explain how it works, I was like, well, I can do that. Like, it's not, it's, it doesn't seem that hard. It's not that difficult, you know. And um, basically, there's a there's a program called Hashcat that uh, you just feed it like a list of a list of password hashes, and it'll crank through possibilities. It, so so I was just I was just playing with it, and I was surprised at what I was able to pull out. But um, yeah, the reason I thought it was interesting because I feel like I just feel like this is a topic that people don't consider or don't think about or don't care about, and I thought. The way I would want to tackle this is to walk through what I think is the thought process from like using bad passwords all the way to like how to get to a password manager. Because mm-hmm. I, because I, I, I feel like people start themselves down this journey and then don't complete it, and it bothers me. Right. Because, because here, because so here, so here's what happens. I mean, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Passwords suck. Right. There's, they're not nobody. Nobody likes this system, okay. And you know, I mean, we have, but we have to use passwords until we can come up with something better. 
and we're always trying to think we're trying fingerprints, <laughs> we're trying facial recognition. Yeah. Right. We're always trying something because this sucks. But even the things that we've tried, biometric scans and things like that, we, there's always some password or code that we, we fall back to. Right? Yeah, it's a backup. Right. So 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 why why do I mean why do we use passwords in the first place? I mean, think about it. What why do why do we have why do we have them at all? Because people could steal your information. People could get access to one of your accounts or something. Right, right. The the in the implication in that is that uh, you have data or information that you want to be protected, mm-hmm. and and you don't want anyone else to get to it, right? And so you right. password protected, you know, whether that's a, a website, an account, a file, something like that. So the first time you have to come up with a password, you just come up with something, you make something up, and then that's your password. And then what happens is you go to another website. And you have to come up with a password again. You need you have an, you have to have a secure account for that website. Now, all this stuff kind of goes out the window if you don't care about the account. I mean, I have I have accounts with websites that I don't care about the website at all. I have no personal information there. I don't care about the data in the account, so I have a really bad password, and it's been hacked numerous times, and I don't care because there's hmm. nothing there's, there's nothing inside. Right. The, the pa- password's only there to protect something. If you have nothing to protect. It doesn't matter. What's the website you don't care about? There have been like websites where like I just want to like log on to read some forum about some topic or like um, I think I like I once signed up for I think it was like OG users was the website and it was a place where people uh, get together and share stolen usernames and passwords from like data breaches and stuff. And I was like, I want to sign up for this just to see, you know, what's what's going on. I just want to see what's going on. Right. You know, but I don't actually care about my account there. And that and I think that exact website has been hacked a couple of times since I signed up. And I'm just like, I don't care to change the password. Right. So assuming you have, you know, accounts or data that you want to protect, you put a password on it. And your first instinct is to say, well, I'm going to I'm going to use the same password I used on another. I came up with one password once before. I'll just use that again. Yeah, it's convenient. Right. Then I, don't, then I don't have to remember two passwords. And then you keep doing that over and over and over again. Until you have 100 things with the same password. Right. Now, why, why is that a bad thing? What's, what's wrong with that? Because someone who hacks, who, some, someone who is able to obtain one password from one website by hacking into it can then apply it to every piece of, every login that you have and could potentially access everything. Exactly. You know, if, if, if just one of these websites or servers gets hacked or there's some kind of data breach, you know, and, and the passwords and, and usernames get leaked, well then, you know, th- there, are, there are people who download these, these leaked, you know, usernames and passwords, and then they write computer programs, basically, that just try this same combination of username and password on the most the top 100 most visited websites or whatever and they just try that and and then see if they get a hit and it's totally automated they just write scripts and programs to do it they don't are actually sitting there doing it manually and that's that's how it works and from what when i've heard the places where they're able to hack in and get your password are not the websites that you would expect it's not like apple and google that they're hacking into and stealing passwords it's it'll be something totally random like crocs.com like the Croc shoes, I think, had 
an issue like this in the past. It's it could be anything. It's probably not what you think it would be. Right, right. Uh, a famous one from several years ago was LinkedIn. Even uh, had a huge breach of like millions of usernames and passwords were leaked. Um, and so you know, even I think it, T-Mobile is in in this right now. T-Mobile's going through this right now, absolutely. Um, and you know they. <laughs> I remember that they tried to defend it by saying, like, well, most of these accounts that got leaked, like, it's uh, it's people who aren't even with us anymore. And it's like, that's not that's not better. Like, if they if people, right. people never change their password. Yeah, that doesn't change anything. Um, you know, or if they use that same password somewhere else, you know, it doesn't change anything. Um, and so what happens is, you know, even if you think, well, my Google account is safe, my Apple account is safe, they're, they're not going to get hacked. It's like, yeah, but someone else will. And if you use the same password, well, now you're screwed. Then what people do is uh, they go, well, I'll vary my password a little bit. I'll put a number at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, most people put like a, a couple of usually – exclamation point. People put exclamation points. Sometimes people put the dollar sign. Sometimes people put uh, two – oftentimes when people put numbers at the end of their password, first of all, when people put numbers in their password, it's usually at the end. And it's usually two numbers because mm-hmm. it's usually like some kind of birthday or year or something. Um. So then that's that's another thing is like if someone knows your password and your date of birth, maybe they can put that at the end of your password and see if that works too. Right. And so then people start to to vary their passwords by, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of an E, I'm going to put a three. That'll get them. Right. That's clever. Right. Um, and then, and then inevitably what happens is they have so many different variations on their password that they can't actually remember what goes where and they can't keep it all straight in their head. Yeah, no, I've, I've been through this exactly. <laughs> right, because this is, what, this is what happens to people. And sometimes people just live like that, which I can't understand. I don't understand. I think most people live like that. <laughs> right. There's some people who go an extra step and they go, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write down all my passwords. I'm going to have a notes app file or a word doc, right? I know people who have a word doc with all their passwords and they just say, okay, I'm just going to keep a running list of all my logins, all my passwords to all, to all my websites. And then whenever I need it, I can reference it, which is in some ways the beginning of a system, but also maybe the worst system you could have because it's like, well, if someone just gets to that document. Yeah. And of course the document isn't password protected. No, of course not. Why would we do that? So (laughs) if someone just got to that document through however they do, whatever means that is right. Well, that's your whole life in their hands. Right. So that's not really a good system either. The thing that baffles me is that people get to that point where they have they are basically admitting to themselves that they can't remember all their passwords but then mm. they still use bad passwords <laughs> that's the part that gets <laughs> right. me is like yeah is like if you admit you can't remember any of them and you are putting together a system where you just write them all down anyway and this is the document that you reference why are, do all your passwords still follow the same format and structure of that one password you came up with that one time? 
It's because some some require a number, some don't. Some require an exclamation point. Some require a capital. It's just it's just variations of the same password, and they can't remember which website requires it to be capital or not. Well, that's the other thing that happens to people too. Is like they they either start thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna start having better passwords by varying them, or different websites make me have different variations on it. This one needs a capital. This one needs a capital and a number. This one just needs a char- a symbol character, right? So I, I mean. Either way, people get to a point where they can't remember all the variations on their password, and and hopefully they start writing them down. But I don't understand how it's always, even when they're writing them down, it still becomes like the same variations on the same password. Because this this is the point where I think the right move is to say, okay, I'm admitting I can't remember all of them. I'm writing them all down anyway. Why even have, at that point, why even have your passwords in a human readable format? Just just bang your fist on the keyboard and see what happens. That's your new password. <laughs> right. Right. Like at like what difference would it make? Exactly. If you're checking the document every time you log into anything anyway, what what difference does it make if if it's something if what difference does it make if it's your dog's name and then your favorite number or it's just a bunch of gobbledygook? You're copying and pasting right. anyway. So at that point, that's the point where I think people should go, okay, I should get a password manager. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the point that you should, that you should get to. It, 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 it's the next, that's the next logical that's, step. That's the next step is to go, I need a password manager. And, and you and I use one password is the name of it. Uh, I know they're in some hot water right now because they redesigned their Mac app and people don't like it. Uh-oh. But there's other, but there's other, there's other services out there too. That'll that'll do this, you know. LastPass is really common. LastPass dash probably more common than one password. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that that to me is is uh, a good thing to have because you know, and and the other thing is like with um, the latest updates in in iOS and macOS, Apple's built-in password man- management system has gotten really good to the point where there's like I think I think on the latest version of the Mac, there's like an a dedicated app for passwords there's a passwords section of your uh, ios settings app which mm-hmm. i kind of think should be its own app but it's it's there um and i think in the latest versions or in the upcoming ios versions they're adding support for like those one-time passwords you know where you they they you have a, a six-digit number you gotta type into you know i don't think so no like 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 you know how sometimes they'll say uh you know, gener- you have to generate a one-time password that's like six digits from yeah. your authentication app. Because it, it, it's two-factor authentication is what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Because the, the idea, and the idea of two-factor authentication... They text you a six-digit code. Right, I mean, you shouldn't use the texting feature. You should use a, an, an app that does it. Because if, if you have the code to text... Because the idea of two-factor authentication is that it it's... it's um. Something that you know, which is your password, plus something that you have. And then if you want to go to three-factor authentication, you can add in something that you are. So that would be like a fingerprint or something. Although we mostly just stick with something you know, which is your password, and something you have, which is your phone, your device. right? And the point of that is that even if someone gets your password, like if you have bad passwords and you use the same one all the, over and over again all the time – at least if you have two-factor authentication on, it's one more barrier that someone would have to get through in order to yeah. to actually get into your account. 
Yeah, you should set up 2FA wherever you can. And one password is nice because it tells you when a website uses 2FA. Right. And and it'll I think it'll actually say like click here to enable it. It'll bring you right to that page on that website uh to, right. to turn it on. And it has support for it built in, in in the app. And doing it doing uh 2FA in in an app is better than doing it um over texting because if you do it over if you have the code texted to you you open yourself up to uh, a SIM swapping uh, attack, which is uh, this, and this is a real thing that happens. I think this is how uh, was it, was it Jack Dorsey from Twitter? I think this happened to him. Like like this happens to people that you think it, you think would be smarter than, than this. But the idea is that um, people know your, if someone knows your password, but you have two factor on and they're texting you a code. Uh, like if I, if I if I want to attack you with this, right? If I, I know your password and I know your I know your phone number, uh, and I know they're texting you a code, and I'm trying to get into your account. What I'll do is I'll call the phone company. I'll figure out what cell phone provider you have, and I'll call the phone company, and I'll pretend to be you, and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll have an extra SIM card on me, and I'll say, I just got a new phone. I need you to change my phone number to this new phone, this new device, this new SIM card. You know, either that or criminals just have a friend at the phone company that they pay off or something and they and this and they do it right. for them so either way this can happen but then what happens is I, I call the phone company i pretend to be you or i just have a friend have a buddy and then someone at the phone company takes your phone number and changes it to my sim card so then uh now i basically have i basically own your phone number and then it's, right. it's hooked up to my phone and then i try to log in and then the website texts your phone number which is now hooked up to my phone and i now have your two-factor code and then i log in as you and then i can change all your passwords and i can change the phone number and i can change everything and i've locked you out of your own account that's a lot of work it is a lot of work but it happens right Mm -hmm. and so it's better to do it in the app because the way two-factor codes are generated is they're they're generated uh by the server and um when you hook it up to an app, then there's a secret code that both the server and your app know about. And so if you look in your one password right now, it's constantly generating new two factor codes because it's it's it can do it offline. It can, it can do it even without being connected to the Internet because it's just using a secret code that it has stored on on the device. And then all that happens is you enter that you enter the the six digit number derived from that secret code. The server also knows the secret code and can derive the same six-digit number. And then when you put it in, the server just checks, okay, yes, you're good, right? So it's, it's better to do, it, to do it in an authenticator app like Google Authenticator or 1Password or whatever. So it's better to do it that way too. Um, is, this, is this interesting? I find this fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, go on. So the, the, other, the other part of this is like, is like people might be asking, well, how do, how do, how do they get the password because because it's super easy to say like oh the password leaked but if you think about it servers and, and or these companies are not storing your password in plain text if your password is password one right there's mm-hmm. not some file on the server somewhere that has your username and then password one next to it where any person can just look up look it up and read it right that would be insane right to store your passwords mm-hmm. in plain text so what all good websites do is they hash the password i I don't know if you're familiar with hashing 
A little bit. Not really, though. It's basically just a way of taking text or a file or whatever and generating like a basically like a digital fingerprint. It's like just a long series of characters, like ones and like like, like numbers and, and letters. And it's just a series of characters that that represent that file or that string of text. And so if you put the same string of text or the same file into the same hashing algorithm over and over again, you'll always get the same result because it's just based on whatever mm-hmm. you put into it. Right? Right. And then uh, if you change it even slightly, so if you change your password from password one to password two and then hash that, the hash will look completely different. Hmm. And this is this is often used. It, sometimes sometimes you'll go into a website and you'll and you to like buy software or to download software from the internet. And sometimes they'll have like a, like a hash of the file you're supposed to be downloading on their website. And that and that way you can download the file from their website and then hash it yourself on your own computer that file. Mm-hmm. And if it matches the hash that ha- they have on your website, you know that you downloaded the correct file and not some modified file that someone hacked onto their server or something. So. You know, that's that's a practical use of hashing, and 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 the nice thing about hashing is that they're one way; they only go one in one direction. So it's 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 literally impossible uh, to look at a hash for a, a computer to look at a hash and then say, okay, well, I'll just run the same algorithm backwards and get the, what was the result, see what see what the original text was. Hmm. It cannot be done; it can't it can't happen that way. Well, that's nice. And the way that works is basically just a lot of complicated math that I don't really fully understand. But but that's the nice thing about it is it only goes in one direction. Yeah, you don't need to understand it. Exactly. So what's happening is when whenever you enter a password onto, onto a website, your computer t- just takes a hash of whatever you typed in and then sends the hash to the server. And the server stores the hash. And then whenever you go to log in, you type in your password – your computer again hashes whatever you typed in and sends sends to the server, and then if it matches mm-hmm. this what the hash the server has stored, it lets you in, right? right? So the server actually has no idea what your password is, right? And and that works because if you put the same text in, you're going to get the same hash. Assuming you're using the same hashing algorithm, you're going to get the same result. If it's even one letter, one character off, it's going to look completely different. So it's so and it's really fast too. That's the other. And depending on the hashing algorithm, it can be it can be pretty fast for a computer to do this, right? Um, so that you know, so then so then you go, okay, well, how does if 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 the, if, the, if that gets leaked, if the hash gets leaked, how do how do people get the password out of it? If you, if you can't go backwards right. with it, has it only gone one? That's what I was just about to ask. Right. It, 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 it's it's your first question, and and the answer is, um, well, the, the way the way they started cracking passwords is just with a brute force attack so this there's a, the program i think i mentioned earlier called hashcat that you can download for free anyone can do this where hashcat like you tell it what type of ha- hashing al- algorithm you want to use what will happen is like when these sites will get breached and people will download okay here's the list of usernames and here's all the password hashes and then uh what you can do with something like hashcat is you can say okay it looks like they're using say the md5 hashing algorithm which hopefully they're not using because it's out of date and not super great for this sort of thing but you know for example they're using that hashing algorithm okay well then i can tell hashcat okay um i'm going to look for six character passwords and let's say i'm looking for you know just six character passwords that are all just letters so you can tell hashcat okay just go through a a a a a a okay now go a a a a a b and just hash every single one of those and and see if any of those hashes match any of the hashes that I downloaded from the from the data breach, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's just that's just called a brute force attack. You're just brute. You're just going to go through every single possible combination of, of those characters, right? And just see if the if see if the hash matches. So you're so you're not undoing the hash. You're just rehashing new things and seeing if you get a if you get a match. Right. And then if you get a match, you go crazy. Exactly. And I did I did this on my computer. My computer is like seven or eight years old. It doesn't have the best the best graphics card, but I did this on my computer. And I just I I, I downloaded uh, with Hashcat. They included like an example list of like it's like sixty five hundred hashes of passwords, um, of like real passwords that that had been leaked and the, ha- the hashes of them. So you can kind of just test it and play with it. And so I did this, and six character passwords, all lowercase letters. Uh, it my computer ran through six thousand five hundred hashes. Six. Well, well. Let's let's just let's just do the math. Like if it's if it's twenty if there's twenty six characters in the alphabet, let's say they're all lowercase. There's six characters in the password. That's twenty six to the power of six. That's three hundred eight million possible combinations. Okay, mm-hmm. my computer ran through that in about two seconds. That's pretty good, right? So then then I said, okay, well, what if? What if I said, okay, well, what if I said like a six character password, but at the end there's num- there's two numbers at the end. So it's four nu- four letters and then two numbers. Well, that's actually fewer because it's, there's fewer numbers and there are letters. My computer ran through all those possible combinations in about one second, right? Mm-hmm. My point is if your password is six characters, it, it's being cracked right now. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's being cracked right now. Then I said, okay, well, let me try eight characters. Right, so now if we say twenty six to the power of eight, okay, that's that's about eight million. I'm sorry, uh, eight billion possible combinations. My computer ran through that in like thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can imagine what can be done with more powerful computers, especially if you had like yeah, I multiple, was just gonna say. <laughs> exactly multiple graphics cards dedicated to this because it, it usually it uses like graphing the same technology and like graphics cards, graphics cards. But then if but then if you say okay, well what if what if you're using um, a combination of uppercase and lowercase numbers uh so that's 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 um, uppercase and lowercase letters so that's 52 characters and let's say you have an eight character password well now you're looking at uh 53 trillion possible combinations okay so mm-hmm. now that's now that's a lot okay so that's i mean you see how it, the longer the password is the the bigger the, the number gets because it just has to burn through more Combination. It's just it's more data yeah. to work through. So the longer the password is, the better. So now, now that that's so that's how like basic brute force password cracking is done, right? This is fascinating. It is right. I think so. Right. So so, but the, but practically speaking, even on a really good computer, even with multiple graphics cards, going through fifty two trillion or whatever the number I said, even going through that many possible combinations, that's, that's going to take a while, right? So that is that is a brute force attack, and that is not how passwords are cracked most of the time. And by the way, I should say, once a password gets cracked, like once some someone on some computer, uh, you know, fig- figures out, once a password gets cracked and they go, oh, I see this password matches this hash, all that stuff gets uploaded to the internet. So people can, so people can know, like, okay, this password matches this hash. That way, I don't have to have my computer brute force and check it. I can see it right here, right? Right. And so this leads to uh, the way that most passwords are cracked 
today most of the time, which is a dictionary attack. And the way that this works is you can download a dictionary, and I don't mean like a dictionary, like an English dictionary, like literally all the words in the language, but a dictionary of passwords. And so these, and, and this is these are very this is very easy to find. And I mean, you could literally just Google. I literally just Googled um, most commonly used passwords, and I found a text file um, that was it was like eight megabytes, and it was the one million most commonly used passwords. And, it, and they're not hashed; it's just plain text. Yeah, I've I've heard of things like this before. I think I, on the Snapchat thief. Oh, that's right. That reply all episode. That's right. Um, yes, and, and I think and that goes into a little bit of this. Of what I'm talking about, how people steal passwords and stuff. Um, like, Listen to this. What according according to NordPass, top 200 most common passwords of the year 2020. I mean, you you probably know this. Do you do you have a guess what the number one is? I I think it is like password or password one or something, right? It it's one two three four five six. Yes, yes, that's that's the number one most commonly used password of the year 2020. Password is the number four. Right. Um, <laughs> this is crazy looking through this. Right, right, and you and you and you look at some of this, uh, and and it's just like, wow, I can't believe people uh, people really use these use these passwords. Um, there's there's also a um, a password uh, dictionary called the RockU password dictionary that I, I I found it online, but I didn't download it because. So I, I, I told you I downloaded a million of the most commonly used passwords, and it's literally just text, and it's eight megabytes, which for just text, that's kind of a lot, eight megabytes, I mm-hmm. think, right? But it's a, it's a, million, it's a million passwords. I, I looked up the, the RockU database of, of passwords is what it's called. I think it's like 12 gigs of just passwords that, wow. that at some point leaked and have been cracked, right? So you, you can you can see the, that these password dictionaries that people can download. And again, I, I found all this online in like five to ten minutes. This is not hard to find. Right. Um, you can you know people can download huge lists of, of dictionaries of, of passwords that have been cracked. And if you want, you can take multiple dictionaries you found online, and put them all together, right? And yeah, so it's what? Even better. Exactly. So so a dictionary attack is you have this you have a dictionary of of passwords that are real passwords that got leaked from some breach because either the website was just was really storing passwords in plain text or more likely someone already cracked them uh, mm-hmm. and they put them in, the, in this text file and uploaded it online. And so now, so now you have a text file that, and that's your dictionary. Okay. So then what you do is you take, you know, some new website gets hacked, you find that data breach, you find that this list of, of password hashes. And what you do is you take this new list of passwords of hashes that you don't know what they are and you tell a program like hashcat you say okay here's my list of hashes I, I don't know what these passwords are these are brand new to me and then here's my dictionary file and then what hashcat will do is very very quickly just go through the entire dictionary file and hash everything in that so rather than going through an a a a a a b a a c rather than doing that it's taking from a it's going from a list of known passwords and hashing those to see if any of the hashes in, in this new list match anything that's already been leaked previously. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's pretty smart, right? Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, so this is so this is what this is what I mean about how you know why you shouldn't use uh, the same the same password over and over again. And this is also sort of why uh, even if your password is you know 
15 I mean I think I, I mean I was I was using this method I was I was cracking passwords on this example list that were like 12 14 characters long now wow. a password that's 12 or 14 characters long you would think oh that must be a really good password because it would just take so long to brute force it and my computer did it in a matter of seconds or minutes right because I was using a dictionary and it was it's just a password that already showed up before so even if your password is really long and are are these are these words are these numbers like is it or is it just a key smash. It, it it could be it could be any of those. Uh, most of them are are combinations of words. Uh, you okay. know, like like that's the the rock you database comes from someone's password was rock you. You know, so it's just two words put together. You know, sometimes it's password one two three four. You know, sometimes it's you know their dog's name and then a number. Or, you know what I mean? Like you know. But the point is, these are real passwords that real people use at some point. So it's a much better. A list to go off of right if you're trying to crack passwords and then so so you think that's you think that's scary right which by the way is also why you should be somewhat aware of if your password if some website you you use that gets breached or there's some leak you should be aware of that and see if you have matching passwords and change those like because um but then you think you if you think that's bad then uh, what people do is people come up with password cracking rule sets. So they have a set of rules that they can give to their password cracking app. So, um, and people will, people will come up with these themselves. There's, there's some you can download. I think there's, there's, there's one that came with Hashcat that I downloaded, which is called dive dive dot rule was the, was the rule set. And, um, and, and you can and you can download more like like uh, you can download some on, online or if you're professional at this if you do this a lot or if like if it's your job if you like work in security or something and if it's your job to crack passwords you probably have come up with your own rule set but basically what it is is it's a, it's a set of rules that just say like that say things like okay take this common take take this commonly used word and combine it with this password on the list and see if that is anything you know mm-hmm. so and then it's things like um just put like just take something from that dictionary and then just put like one, two, three, four at the end of it. Or take something from that dictionary and just put QWERTY in front of it and see if that does mm-hmm. anything. Or, you know, take all take, you know, if you get a if if there's a, a password that's in the dictionary and there's an E, turn the E into a three and or turn the A into the at symbol. Is it like Things like, like yeah. all these, all these rules that people, all these things that people do because they think, oh, this will make my password more secure. People have already written scripts to do the most common substitutions. Yeah, yeah, they're already thinking about it. Exactly, and so then what happens is you take your list of password hashes from some recent database leak uh, that you don't know what they are yet. Then you take uh, your password dictionary of of real passwords that you know people used you take that dictionary that it could be a million passwords that could be a, a billion passwords right? however it is then you apply a rule set to it and that's going to take significantly longer because what it's doing is it's taking it's going through every single list every single word on that on that dictionary and it's applying the rules to it so it's going to substitute the, you know the the l for a one or whatever right it's going to put words or numbers at the end of it right so it's going to take significantly longer but it blew my mind how many more passwords it came up with applying really? this rule set. It, yeah. it like I doing a brute force attack. Okay, 
I remember remember the example the example list of hashes I had was like sixty five hundred password hashes. Mm-hmm. Doing a yeah. brute force attack and just kind of playing with it, I think I got like maybe it tells you like you got like okay you cracked like point four percent of these. I got so I was like I was sitting at like half a percent. Okay. Yeah. Then not great. Then I ran it through a dictionary, just just a dictionary down, just the one million most commonly used passwords, which is in terms in the grand scheme of things, not even the best dictionary because it's just a million pass. It's just a million. Right, there's bigger dictionaries out there, but okay, I ran it through. I ran it through that dictionary, and I think I got it up to like two and a half percent. Yeah, of 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 my sixty five hundred were cracked. We're getting there. Now, again, if you have if you have a data breach, uh, where where you know millions and millions of passwords are leaked, even two and a half percent cracked, it you're still looking at a lot of people's accounts you have access to. Oh yeah, right. Tons. So. You know, you know, if, if there's if some, if someone leaks, you know, ten million accounts, two and a half percent is still pretty good. But then on top, but then on, on top of that, okay, so then I I got like two percent of those just just using like trying to just trying to brute force it and matching it up with the dictionary. Then I said, okay, now use the dictionary plus this rule set. And again, this was just a standard rule set that came with Hashcat. I don't, you know, I'm sure people have more sophisticated ones, you know, and. You know, I said at the beginning that it would take, you know, two seconds to 30 seconds to brute force things. A dictionary attack took a little, you know, I, I was interested to say a little bit longer. It's actually in some ways shorter because it's only hashing a million things. So that, I mean, that was like half a second. That was really, right. really fast. Um, doing a dictionary attack with the rule set took my computer, which again is old. It's a little bit slow. Took my computer about 10 minutes to hmm. go through the million passwords and apply the rules to every single one of them. So it's going to take longer, okay? But when I was done, I had cracked 40%. That, no joke, that was the number I had in my mind that I was going to guess. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, and that, and th- this whole thing, this took me like an hour to learn how to do this. Yeah, you're an, you're an amateur doing this. <laughs> right, I'd never done this before. First time password cracker. He can crack yeah. 40%. And I cracked 40% of passwords. Now, again, scale that up to a, a, a breach of 10 or 20 million people's personal info, right? Mm-hmm. My point is, this is not hard, right? My, my point is, like, if, if, you're, if your password is bad or you're reusing passwords, it's being cracked right now or it already has been, right? And, and I'm looking at the passwords that got cracked, right? And every single one of them is just, like, words with numbers thrown in and symbol. I don't think a single one of them that I cracked was just someone smashing on the keyboard. None of them looked like just a random string of letters and numbers and characters because that's a really hard thing to brute force. You know, it's like a 15, like all my passwords, I think are 15 characters long with a combination of uppercase and lowercase letters with numbers and symbols. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, do the math on that. Where, like, if, if you think, if you think, okay, how, like, because because the the way I'm doing the math, just to be clear, is like you take your character set. So, like, if it's just lowercase letters, that's 26. If you incorporate uppercase and lowercase letters, that's 52. And then you do that. You take that number and put it to the power of however long the password is. So if we're so you know once you add in, you know, so that's that's 52 just using uppercase and lowercase. And then once you add in numbers, once you add in symbols, you can get that base number up to like 80 or 90 
or something. And then if you put that to the power of like 15, that's a ridiculous number that is going to take a computer a really long time. If you wanted to brute oh, yeah. force it, you could, but it's so much more efficient to just, you know, like in every password, you know, uh, hash or that get every, every, everything, every leak that gets, ha- that happens, there's always going to be some you can't crack because there will always be people who did just smash on the keyboard or they used a password generator to, you mm-hmm. know, a password manager to generate passwords. There's always going to be those. And at that point, it's like, well, it's not even worth it because like, look, look, I, I just, I just cracked, you know, a couple million passwords. Yeah. I already just, got 40%. Right, I got, I got, you know, maybe I, maybe that they give me access to, you know, four million passwords or whatever it is. I don't really care about the people who are going above and beyond. I'm trying to, I'm just going for the easiest, fastest way to do this here, right? Right. So that's that's what I'm talking. That's that's why there's an advantage to long passwords. There's an advantage to passwords that are sort of uh, look like gibberish, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, exactly. And that and th- that's why this that's why I'm just pointing out like this is. This unfortunately is important because again, there there are there is no better system than a password. We're stuck with these damn things yeah. for now, and so while we're stuck with it, we might as well have good password hygiene. And so I just I, I I I've been thinking about it because I always knew this, but actually learning to crack the passwords myself, um, was really kind of eye opening because then it because then it, it if you do it yourself and you see it done, and I'll put some videos in. In in the show notes to show where where I learned how to do this from, because um, some of what I said I'm just I'm just repeating uh, what I what I watched in that video where I first learned this from, but um, yeah I mean learning how to do it myself it's like it's like okay you have to think about are my passwords better than anything in any password dictionary ever, and right. and are they immune to these minor substitutions these little tweaks that people make to the password dictionary to get you know what i mean you have to be thinking that far ahead it's not it's not just have i reused it it's not just is this password in in a in a dictionary somewhere it's is it in a dictionary and is am i doing some kind of common substitution to it because even those common substitutions that people think are very clever uh are not are not going to work mm-hmm yeah, you're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, so I've been talking a lot. I, I, I have another. I have a little bit more to say. But do you have do you have anything on this? Because because you also use password managers like I do. Yeah. So the only thing, only thing I'm thinking of is there are some passwords where I I won't use a password generator for. Like for example. Uh, my my Apple password. I don't have a random fifteen string character uh, to use for that because my the I used to and the thought process I had was well what what if my iPhone gets lost and I need to use Find My iPhone and someone's like oh just use Find My iPhone on my app just put in your password and we'll help find it and I'm like I have no idea what it is it's a fifteen string character of random numbers and letters <laughs> like. That, that that that's a nightmare scenario for me so i changed it um and my my password to get into my password manager as, that's not going to be a random string of characters either I have, that's something i have to remember I, I use it multiple times every day so do, do you have a strategy for things like that where you just it's convenient or you sort of have to just come up with something difficult that isn't a randomly generated thing 
Well, obviously, my password for one password is something I I know. It's it it's something I have typed a hundred times. I you know it's, it just feels yeah. intuitive because uh, that's the whole idea behind having a password manager is that you only have to remember one password, whichever and that is whichever password gets you into your password manager. That's the idea yeah. behind it. Um, so that that is something that's not just gibberish. That is something that I that I know. And what I, is it? Oh, what's my password here? I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you, you want you want to know what mine is? I'll give you. I'll give, it's it's a quote from a show that we love. That's all I'll say. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll so never forget it. I'll get that. I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> but I'm also with you that my Apple password is also the one. Uh, not because I'm actually worried about losing my iPhone, but because it. it I have to type the Apple password enough. I've ha- or I've had to in the past had to type that password enough on my phone where it wouldn't let me use like the one password integration. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it, it's just like, it's annoying. Yeah. It's like sometimes when you're using your iPhone, like it, like it just pops up and asks you for your password to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't, if it's random and I don't know it, I have to hit cancel. Then I have to go copy it. Then I have to come back to this and redo whatever this, whatever I was trying to submit or buy an app or, or something. You know what I mean? So, my Apple password is is also something that um, I know, and my one password and my Apple password are different. Um, but uh, I I have I've checked them in you know that website. Have I been pwned? No, I don't think so. Have I been pwned? It's a great website. It's it's a great website, and what they do is you you put in your email, and it tells you every single uh, company that's had a data breach, every single leak that's ever happened with your email address. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I put in, I'm going to put in my, I'll do it right now. And let's see. Okay. Oh, no, pwned. I've been pwned in 20 data breaches. Okay. So, my email was found in the Adobe 2013 data breach. Um, Dropbox. Mine was only found in 10. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Um, Daily Motion, I guess, had a breach in 2016. I didn't even know I had an account on Daily Motion. Uh, yeah, like Dropbox. Um, some of these are like, I don't even. Some of these I look at and I'm like, I don't know what this is, or I don't know I had an account there, right? <laughs> right. Um, be it like, oh god, Trillion, like the IM app that I used when I was 11, apparently was hacked in 2015. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, um, yeah. So this is a great website because it'll show you uh, where your pa- where you should probably change your password if you if you haven't uh, already. The other thing it does is up at the top, there's a thing that says passwords. And what you can do is you can type in your password and it'll tell you if that password has shown up in any like password dictionary or any of these, these data breaches. And again, it's not looking it. this website has no idea what your password is. It's, um, it, it's using a hash of your password, which then you start to question, okay, but if they know what all the hashes are of the cracked passwords and it hashes my password, then why should I enter my password? Right? It, you get a little mm-hmm. suspicious. Yeah. Right? So what it actually does behind the scenes is you enter your password on your computer, it hashes it, and then it takes the – I think it's like the first four characters or the first five characters of the hash – and sends those to the website server. And the website server says, okay, here's all the password hashes I have that start with those five characters. 
And then your computer looks at that and says, okay, I know the password that I hashed. Does this hash that I have match any of the ones that returned a result from the server? And then, and so that's, that's why, uh, it, it sounds weird to say just type your password into this random website you've never heard of but like trust me this is <laughs> right. safe like they they're doing they it's very clever what they're doing um so and and they also have here on the website they have uh download the pwned passwords list you can download a file this one's 12 gigs this one's 10 gigs you can download or torrent huge files of, of cracked passwords already if, if you want to it's right here on the website this one thing it's not hard to find this stuff um so yeah, that, that's that's a good thing that that you can do if if you're ever curious, like you know, or like if you're in a situation where you're like, well, I don't want to have just a random generated string of characters for this particular account. I do want it to be something that I just I know and like is a word or a or like you said a phrase. Maybe I should just before I use it, maybe I should just make sure it hasn't been found anywhere else. Now that doesn't right. mean it's not out there because it, it could be that that password was used somewhere. Uh, and it's in some list somewhere, but just no one's cracked it yet. It's so that, that theoretically that could happen. But the point is, mm-hmm. you would you would feel I think probably much safer putting your password into Have I been pwned and getting a getting no result. So like I know yeah. when I put uh, my Apple password in here, good news, no pwnage found. So right, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, what else? There was something else that you said that I think I wanted to jump off of about the your one password master password. Oh, there were two things I wanted to jump off of. I, sorry, I'm like I told you, this, I I got a lot to say on this. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, so one of the things that like you mentioned is like you're worried about like what is the doomsday scenario? What is the worst case scenario for this kind of stuff? And have you have you gone through and set up the one password emergency kit? No, I know you've told me a little bit about it before, though. Yeah, it's it's really easy. It's not it's not hard to do. I mean, basically. Um, Let's see. One password per. I literally have. I just have to file on my computer. Um, created for Tyler Evans. Uh, okay, so one password. The way it works is because it syncs over a server. Is all your entire um, password vault is being encrypted. So it, it it's being encrypted using whatever your master password is, and so that's that's how they can they can sync passwords over servers through devices without one password as a company or agile bits is the company without them ever knowing your password or being able to read into your vault and also yeah. they have you know a reputation to uphold right if it found if, if they found out that agile bits was reading everyone's passwords they, they would go out of business um so you know there's a financial incentive there for them so you know you can sort of you know there's that saying follow the money right and you know exactly they they, they are financially incentivized to keep everyone's password safe um so now you can if you i mean if you want you can look up like they explain i think i believe it's on their website how they encrypt everything like like because that's the cool thing about about encryption about hashing is all this stuff basically is just a bunch of math and so you know they you can't keep math a secret so like encryption hashing like all this stuff is like it's just math problems you can look up like there's no secret. There's there's no company that's like, oh well, we have a secret encryption that no one knows how to use. No, we're all using the same encryption. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, like the idea is like, 
if you lost all your devices, you could go to onepassword.com. You could type in your email address. You could type in your master password, and they and they give you when you down when you download this emergency kit, they give you a secret key, and mm-hmm. that is basically. Yeah, I know. I know about the secret key. Everyone has that, I think. Oh yeah, of course. And um, and the idea is that you would type that into the website too to verify that it really is you. And and so, so I think it's good once you have this kind of system in place. I think it can be can be good to run through that doomsday scenario where every single one of your devices has exploded. You don't have access to any of your past. You know what I mean? Like what? Like what do you do? And I've thought about it, and I'm like, okay, well, if every single one of my devices exploded and I couldn't get into any of my accounts, I have my 1Password emergency kit. I have, like, physical copies of it, like, printed out, stored at relatives' homes. <laughs> and crazy. And also, like, I have uh, digital copies of this of this emergency kit backed up on like not only like my Dropbox because if I don't have my Dropbox password I can't get it but like other people's Dropboxes you know like like so that like I thought about it like if all if everything exploded and I didn't have access to anything I didn't know any of my passwords what I would do is like I would go to like my dad's house and I would like use his computer where I have synced a copy of this emergency kit <laughs> onto his computer whether he knows uh. that or not I've done it and <laughs> I would use his computer to to go online to onepassword.com and get access to all my stuff again. Like that is that is what I would do. And I think like and this sounds crazy. It sounds like crazy that like I had this printed out, I have it in multiple places, but it's like if you put your whole life into something, you should know what ha- and, and it's a digital thing. You should know what happens if all your digital things explode. Like you should at least be somewhat aware of what you would do under that circumstance. Yeah. Yeah, most people aren't thinking about that. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> I mean the the reason the reason I don't like worry that much about like even saying like oh my my master password is it's a line from something like the re- the reason it doesn't bother me is cuz I one time I was trying to explain why someone should have one password and they were like well I don't get it if someone figures out your master password then they have access to everything and I I I think I just wasn't doing a good job explaining it but it's like I I I had to walk through it myself and I'm like no, to or, in order for someone to get into my one password, they would have to, they would ha- they would have to one like get access to a device where one password is installed. Because anytime anytime you want to use one password on a new device, we have to use the secret key, which is only on things where you have the secret key. So it would be on my phone or my Mac or my PC. Right. So they, first of all, they would have to get access to one of those things. Right. They would they would have to figure out how to get into one of those things. Not not only would they have to have my phone, they would have to know the password to get in the phone, which is already tough. And then they would have to figure out the password, take the master password to get into one password, and then they would have to figure out the secret key. Well, I guess if they already got into one password that they have everything they need. But still. You know what I mean? It's just so many crazy impossible jumps that it would take for someone to get into my one password that I don't feel much stress about it ever happening. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, that well, that's that's why you you have to pick a good password for that, right? Um, that's that's why you pick a good a good password because yeah, mine's like twenty keys, keys right? Words. Right, and that's and that's I I think I've seen you type it. Um, yeah, it's good, and and that's and that's good that you have that set up. I mean, you know, the easiest way that someone would if someone wanted to get to your stuff personally, the easiest way to do it would would be like 
you know, I'd have to have physical access to one of your devices pro- probably, you know, like using your phone or your, or your Mac or something. And then if I'd have to know your password, like if I'm, if I'm, if I was able to figure out your master password and, and then I didn't tell you that I'd figured it out. And then I said, Hey, can I borrow your laptop for a second? Right. You, you'd be screwed. I mean, right. that's, I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, I mean, you know, we, all these fancy tech people and, 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 you know, talk about encryption and security and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but most of the time, if they can get physical access to the machine, all bets are off mostly a lot, right. a lot of times, um, which is, yeah, but that's, that's why you have a, you have a good password for that and you don't ever tell anyone. And I, I think, I think people might've misunderstood or I, blame myself i didn't explain it well that they thought they could just log into one password.com it's like well as long as i know your email put in your email and then put in the master password that i figured out and then i have everything like no it's way way more complicated than that it's not just it's not just a login right because to log on from another device you would need you would need that secret key to right exactly but if i had access to your physical if your phone where it's already set up then yeah you'd be screwed yeah but um that's all it's sort of a trade-off. I mean, you know, yeah, the, it, the, the downside is someone would only have to figure out one piece of information and then they'd have your whole life, basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I guess that seems risky. But it, it, it's all about trade-offs here because, again, passwords suck and we're trying to minimize how much we have to worry about them. And so I think it's a reasonable trade-off to say, okay, well, I'll just have one really good password that I promise not to tell anybody and I'll put it, I'll put everything into this one app. And yeah, you could worry about well, what if the app gets compromised or hacked, and it's like, well, that's really unlikely, and they're incentivized to, to encrypt everything, and it's you know no one's going to break the encryption, and you know okay, as long as you make sure no one you know personally gets your master password, you'll, you'll very very likely you'll be fine, right? I, you know, I guess theoretically it could happen, but it, and it's like there's the trade off of convenience, <laughs> you know. When I when I was first getting into one password and password managers, I mean that. One of one of the benefits that I thought of, and it's not something that I can actively see the benefits of this, but I was just thinking about it. Like a certain a certain amount of my brain power, memory, and headspace is taken up by passwords that I have to remember for fifty different websites. If I if I just eliminate all of the brain power needed to do that, then I can I can use brain power for other things. I will never have to remember these things ever again because <laughs> they're really annoying to remember. Right. Right. Um, that's why I was I was always baffled by people who had like a document of their passwords, but that it was sti- then it was still easily easily readable. I always thought it was strange. Um, and and here, the other thing that like I we should probably clarify is like if you're using one of these password managers, it might sound like well, isn't that more work? And in a way, it is because you have at to first manually yeah at first you you have to manually put in all your passwords into this into this manager. And I I have told people you should get one password you should, and I've tried to set people up with it and then what happens is they start to use it and then they don't put everything into it and they're not and they don't stick with it and they end up in a situation where half their passwords are in one password but not all of them are and they can't remember which are in one password and which aren't and then they just end up going well screw it I'll just I'll just go with what I remember yeah and then it's like well then now it defeats the purpose like the right answer is like when you come across a password that isn't in one password to put it there. Like that's the yeah, every right. Time, every time you log into something. Right. And that, yes, that does create more work up front. Like you, like I'm not going to lie, but like it pays off pretty quickly though. It pays off very quickly. And, and, and you, and you might also start to think, well, isn't it annoying to have to go to a separate app and log in every single time 
I want to type something in on a website. And, you know, five years ago, yeah, that was true. It was kind of, it was pretty annoying. In recent years, um, at least on, on iOS, I can't really speak for any other mobile OSs, but Apple has a has a lot of support integrated into the OS for these password manager type apps for their own password managers that are that are built into Apple's iOS stuff, which by the way, if you don't want to pay for a password manager, but you think this is a good idea, like the stuff come the stuff that's like already there in iOS 14 and the stuff coming in iOS 15 is like that's a really, really good start. There are there are people who, you know, they only use the Apple stuff that comes free with their devices. Like that I don't think it's crazy. One password has more features, but it's it's not a it's not bad to use the built-in stuff. It's good. Um, you know, that's they Apple has done a good job of integrating password managers into the OS so that when you get to one of those screens like in mobile Safari say, and there's a password screen, you know, like a login sc- screen, you t- and you hit the text field. A lot of times, I mean 99% of the time, it it detects this is a login screen. It can detect what the website is, and it can say it, there's will be, be a button there to like enter password from. And if you use if you have both Apple like I have a lot of my passwords stored in both like Apple Keychain whatever it's called password manager and One Password, and it'll say well, which one do you want to use, and I'll just hit One Password, and it, it it will just do a quick Face ID to unlock One Password, which is really fast, right? And then it will mm-hmm. just automatically fill in my username and password. Right. And I just hit the login button. And you'd never have to leave Safari or whatever app you're in. You never have to leave it because it just it, – it, the keyboard and the OS can detect this is a login screen. There's a password field here. Do you want to pre-fill this? And it's, it's, it makes it way easier. It really brings down that, that barrier of, of how many steps you have to go through. I remember doing oh, this yeah. five years ago, and every single time I'd have to exit out that app, go to one password, type in my master password – go find that login copy it go back it was a it was really annoying and now it's gotten so much easier and um and that's that's also by the way i don't know if you do this matt but that's also why in one password at least uh that's again this is one i know about there's a section for like what's the website like what's the url for this login Mm-hmm. You know, so you put like, okay, this login is from my Twitter. Here's my username. Here's my password. And then you put in like, what's the URL? What's the website? Twitter.com. Boom. That is how 1Password is detecting, are you on a website where I have a, I have a password for this? And can I pre-fill? Yeah. That yeah. is how it's doing it. So like, if you ever put a, in a password manually into 1Password, also put the URL in of whatever website it is, because that's how it will detect to be able to do this automatically. And there have been times where... uh I don't have the URL in and it I have to pull up one password and type and do a search and type in manually like I'm searching for this website and I hit it and it still prefills but it I had to go through an extra step so that that's also the argument for putting in the the domain name in, into yeah, one password with it the the one password feature that I like a lot and I use pretty frequently is where you can open and fill something where that I mostly use this on the Mac there's a very quick keyboard shortcut to open up one password or the one password password window i guess and so it's a very quick keyboard shortcut and then i type in whatever the website i want to go to it already has the url in there and then there's the option to open and fill so it automatically opens it up and it automatically already populates the username and password and then i just have to hit enter and i'm in oh that's nice yeah i don't i don't usually do that but i usually i usually go to the website first manually and then get, when i get to the login screen i just hit command slash which is the the, the slash right above the return key is is the shortcut yeah. for it and then 
if I haven't already uh, entered my password for that session, I'll have to type my, type my master password, and then it'll, yep. it'll just fill it in. Um, if I've already typed in my master password for that session and the computer has not gone to sleep or gone to screensaver, um, then I just hit command slash and it fills in it automatically. I don't even see the one password window pop up. It just does it, you know, yeah. which, is, which is really nice. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention – sorry, did you have something else? No, no, that was it. The other thing I want to mention is you, you talk you talk about how your password, your master password, is like twenty something characters. It's multiple words. It's like a quote from something, um, and that's that's a good password because it's long and it's a lot of words. Um, yeah. And of course, it has capitals and characters and numbers in it as well. But right, right. So that's that's going to be really hard to brute force to the point where it's no one would do it. It'd be a waste of time and probably is not in any dictionary you know so it's not no one's gonna no one's gonna figure that out even with some fancy rule set um but that get that gets to the xkcd thing which i'm assuming you've seen maybe i don't, uh, I don't know that comic as well as you do. if you if you put if you pull up xkcd password strength is the name of the comic it's xkcd.com slash 936 is the number i'll put it in notes but basically it's like in, it, it, the example they give is troubadour and three. So it's like an uncommon word, troubadour. Okay, that's kind of an uncommon word. Then you capitalize it. Okay, so capital T, troubadour. Then you put uh, a zero instead of an O and a four instead of an A. And then you put the ampersand and then a three at the end of it. Okay, so three, six, nine, uh, that's 11 characters. That's pretty good, right? Um it's an uncommon word. Um, plus, there's some numbers in there and a capital, and then a, and then a, and then a, a, a symbol, the ampersand, right? So that on its face seems like okay. That should be a good password, right? Um, that's the other thing. Like cracking the passwords myself. I'm looking at it and I'm looking at these. And I'm like, God, some of these are good passwords. Some of these are good right, passwords, right? And and I'm and I'm blowing through it like it's nothing. You know, and so true. true this example in, in this XKCD comic is Troubadour ampersand three, and the idea is that okay, this is actually really easy to guess. For the 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 point, it that what it says is through twenty years of effort, we have successfully trained everyone to use passwords that are hard for humans to remember but easy for computers to guess. Mm-hmm. And that's the situation we're talking about. Where like we're like. You add in all these numbers and you add in a symbol and then you capitalize something and you can't remember which it is where. Okay, a computer can do that in half a second, right? This this kind of password can be very easily cracked by a computer, but it's hard for you to remember it, right? Which is the opposite of what we want. We want, we want ideally, we want passwords that you as a human can remember really easily and are really hard for computers. But, you know, telling people we'll put a number in instead of instead of the, the three. You know what I mean? Like doing that has trained people to use passwords that are actually hard to remember, but the computer can get it no problem, right? So the the XKCD example, what they do is is XKCD uh, says just pick four random words. So in this in this example, it's correct horse battery staple, right? Now that is <laughs> that is uh, many many. That, that's many characters long, right? Even there's no symbols, there's no numbers, there's no capitals, right? Correct horse battery staple. It's just it's just long enough that it, no one's going to brute force it. But also, it's such a weird combination of words that it's very very unlikely someone would even 
that would even come up in a dictionary. Even mm-hmm. even like a dictionary attack where the dictionary where part of the rule set of the dictionary attack is, well, let's take some words and put them together and see if we get anything. Even that you're probably not gonna get correct horse battery staple. Yeah, no, like, it's insane. Now, now, to be clear, do not use correct horse battery staple as a password. Like, the, the, <laughs> to be clear, like it's been used now. Now everyone knows it, right? Because it's been used in, on the website. Find four other random words. Yeah, right, right. P- please pick four different random words. But you see how you can you can come up with a, a, a mnemonic. You know, like you know, the example is a horse saying that's a battery staple. Correct, correct horse battery staple. You can, you can come up with something to remember that. Right, and no computer is going to guess that. Right, not in a million years are we going to crack that password. So that is an example of how you can come up with a password that you can remember as a per- as a normal person, but also a computer can't get to. Right, just pick some words that you like. Yours is I like yours that it's a quote. That's all. That's because that's pretty. It's not random words, but also like it's it you know it's a quote from something. I think that's I think it's a funny idea. And then if you want if you want to be extra secure, then put some numbers into it. If you want to be really crazy, just in the middle of the word battery, put an underscore. Like right. just you know, like in the in the middle of the word B A T underscore T E R Y. Just like if you like just to fuck with them. You know what I mean? They're never gonna figure that out. If you you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it, now you and I use a password manager to generate just random strings of characters basically and those become our passwords right Mm. because having to come up with a different mnemonic and a different series of of words and things for everything is probably is unrealistic let's be honest right but for those situations where you do want a password that you just know off the top of your head that you can remember and you want it to be secure because remember the point is to protect something you're protecting information you're protecting data about whatever it is maybe it's your bank right you're protecting something Right. So have it be a password that a computer can't get, but you can. And that's mm. that's I, I I don't want to walk away from this conversation saying all your passwords have to be complete gibberish that you can remember. It is possible to I I want that clear. It is possible to come up with passwords that you as a person, as a human, can remember and are also secure at the same time. So I hope this right. has been helpful. <laughs> no, absolutely. Correct horse battery staple is my new password. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> Ron Cow Electric Paper. <laughs> That's my new password. <laughs> all right, yeah, sure, that'll, that'll work. So go change all your passwords to that right now. Done.